and uh, things just keep moving. I don't know if you get a chance, maybe swing by the Father's Market out there. Man, these brothers have been framing up a storm this week. I mean, it is on like Donkey Kong out in Father's Market, and that's no joke. If you would like to volunteer, you make sure that you get a hold of Bobby, and he'll help you do that, I believe. And so we're going we're gonna to jump in here in the Word right here. Wait. I saw a family come in, and I don't know where you are, and I don't mean to embarrass you, but we've met up here before. J.D., are you here? J.D. and your wife, and you are, J.D., would you? I don't mean to embarrass you. I just felt like the Lord began to speak to me about you and your family. You mind standing up just for a moment? I, what, what's your name again? Kara, I just felt like the Lord began to deal with my heart in the midst of worship with to come to you and your family that I believe that God has taken you guys to absolute new levels, just levels and levels and levels and levels. I tell you, his hand is upon you to do great and mighty things. The Bible says... We go from glory to glory to glory. We don't go from glory to gloom or glory to failure or glory to depression. We go from glory to glory. And I just see that God just, as it were, just springing board you in many fashions in your family and marriage and your business. And, and I just see that God's going to do something. And it won't be just of you, even though he works through us. I just see that God's got an amazing potential for you in the future. And he's just, man, don't limit the unlimited one. Don't limit what God wants to do in and through you. Like we sang a while ago, he is the God that is unstoppable. He is the God that will do the impossible. And I just encourage you today that he's taking you to new levels, to new levels. And you don't have to be concerned about there's an old saying, new levels, new devils. Well, I'm going to let you know that God can take care of those devils. Amen. And I just encourage you today, his hands upon you for the future. Amen. You receive that? Anyway, God bless you. It's never my heart to embarrass someone. I just want to encourage people. And I just have to do those things because you try to preach with a kind of a prophetic unction inside of you. And it's just all the wires. You just got to release it sometimes. Amen. I'll make a little note. I go, I don't know where JD and his family is, but I got to find them. Amen. So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna dive into the word right now. I want to talk to you today about something very, very special. And this is it. He knows your name. <laughs> he knows your name. I'm going to read six scriptures in just a few minutes, and it talks about that. I just hope you walk out of this room knowing that he knows your name, that you are his, that he's got your back, that he's with you, and you can stop trying to be somebody else. Amen? Father, we just thank you for this time and just ask that you, by your Holy Spirit, you would move now by the, by the power of your word, by the power of the Spirit of God. That spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is able to quicken our mortal bodies. Holy Spirit, the one that leads us into all truth and our comfort, or the great counselor, we say, have your way now. Breathe upon us. Breathe upon our spirit. Breathe upon our mind. Breathe upon our heart. Help us to learn. Help us to gather information, instruction in Jesus' name. And everyone said, how many know that information is very, very powerful? Let me give you an example. You were walking through the woods and, and uh, you see, a, you see a, 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 a snake and you jump back. Ah! 
right? But you get a little closer, it wasn't a snake, it's a, it's a stick. Information is powerful. You need to have information, instruction, so you can walk in the power of God. I want to read these scriptures right now, Isaiah 43, 1 through 6. It's going to be behind me. I want you to look at this today. I want you to own it. Say that with me, own it. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you right now. The Word of God is alive. He wants to speak to you individually this morning. It says this, but now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob. And he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I've redeemed you. I have called you by your name. Not a name. He calls you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters... People think you sign up for Jesus and Christianity, get born again, everything's peachy. Never going to have another problem again. Everything's good. It's all good. No, 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 no. It says, when you, come on, not, 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 not if, when you, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, You shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Shadrach, Meshach. They didn't even smell like smoke. You know why? Because the fourth was with them. You might get that after lunch, right? For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt for the ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in your place. Since you were precious in my sight, you have been honored. And I have loved you, therefore I give men for you and people for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your descendants from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not keep them back. Bring my sons from afar, my daughters from the ends of the earth. This verse is so beautiful. Again, I just think this verse is like on fleek. Now, if you're above 30 years old, you might not understand what I just said on fleek. Because I never heard on fleek till I went to Arizona. I hadn't, but on fleek is beautiful. It means, it means attractive. It is. It means, I mean, the definite, unless you got something weird, it means very good. It means attractive or stylish. That's a beautiful on fleek scripture. It's so good. I'm going to read the first verse one more time. See, y'all laughing at me something like you know something I don't. If, you, if there's something out there that you need to inform this dude that's almost 52 years old, you need to inform me. But now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, 
You need to remember that, Jacob. Say that with me, Jacob. And who formed you, O Israel? Say that with me, O Israel. You need to remember those. Fear not, for I've redeemed you. I've called you by your name. You are mine. On fleek. I find this interesting that this verse uses a name, and the name is one person. Uses a person named Jacob, Israel. Jacob, Israel. I created you, Jacob. I formed you, Israel. And we're going to talk, I want to talk to you about Jacob today. Last week, we talked about how wonderful and how beautiful and how fearfully God created you. That you are made in the image of God. In the likeness of God Almighty, he created you. Just read Psalms 139 sometime. He told Jeremiah, I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. He has a divine identity for each and every one of us. Not even twins are not exactly the same. He has a divine destiny for you. And a divine purpose that only you can fulfill, but you can't fulfill it being someone that you're not. God's given you all those divine elements for you to fulfill the very purpose that he's put on your life. You can jack it up by trying to be like somebody else. You can hijack it. You can cause it to kind of hit brakes and take detours like Jacob did. I want to talk to you about Jacob for a little while. Jacob strived so much of of his life trying to be someone that he wasn't. He struggled and he wrestled inside of himself uh, wanting to be blessed. Will you say that word with me, blessed? Very powerful word that we use, but we don't use it to its fullness, I think, in America. Uh, Jacob totally hijacked his life and relationships that he was around by the choices that he made because he wasn't settled inside of himself of who he was and where God wanted to take him and do what he wanted to do with him. I believe it delayed his destiny. I believe that he delayed his purpose by lying and manipulating. How many know the Bible's full of all kind of liars and manipulators and murderers and some jacked up people? I can relate to the Bible, amen? If you think it's just all, all these are just woohoo, beautiful saints, I got news for you. You ain't read the Bible. It's like, oh, halo Peter, come on, man. That brother was jacked up most of the time. Not all the time. He got filled with the Holy Ghost and things started really working in his life. But I want to let you know it's full of, uh, of some really dysfunctional people. Jacob was a twin and his brother's name was Esau. Esau came out of the womb. He was red, so they named him kind of Esau. Jacob came out of the womb holding on to his, his brother's heel. Can you imagine holding on to the heel and so, oh, we're going to name you Jacob because Jacob means heel grabber. <laughs> what a profound name. You're red, we're going to call you Esau. you are got your brother by the heel, we're going to call you Jacob. And it wasn't just because he had him by the heel, it was also his, his name means something else too. It means supplanter. Well, heel grabber to me, and you follow his life, 
You're going to see that it wasn't, I don't think, just an accident that he was holding on to his brother's heel. I think Jacob was saying, hey, 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 yo, you get back here. Man, I'm coming out first. I want the blessing. I want that birthplace right there, yo. But it didn't happen that way. And he lives his life almost uh, years and years and years as a heel grabber and a surplanter. Let me tell you what a surplanter is. This is his, name, his name means heel grabber, heel grabber and surplanter. Listen to what a supplanter means. One who wrongfully or illegally seizes and holds the place of another. Fake ID last week. Fake, if, you didn't, if you didn't hear fake ID, I encourage you to go online, check that out. Psalms 139, Jeremiah, how we flash that fake ID, and it can absolutely cause you to miss your destiny when you're not trying, when you're trying to be somebody else, when you're not trying to be who God's called you to be. Well, here this guy is Jacob, a surplanter. Let me read it again. One who wrongfully or illegally seizes and holds the place of another. This is exactly what Jacob, his life manifested. Jacob was wrongfully in trying to seize the place of his brother Esau, the firstborn. So I'm going to hit some highlights. You're... If you ain't got your Bible out by now, you need to get there because it's in Genesis. You are to read the whole story. I don't have time to go through the whole story. We're going to hit highlights of this story, but I'm going to just jump ahead for a minute to some stew. Can somebody say stew? Look, look what took place. Uh, Esau now is young adult or an adult. And Esau's been out in the field, and the Bible starts beginning to talk about when he comes in. He was weary. He was faint. And, and this is what it says. It says, now Jacob cooked a stew, and Esau came in from the field, and he was weary, weary. Now, you got to remember, just a few years back, he came out holding him by the heel. Why? I want to be first. I want to be blessed. And now, here Jacob is. Jacob must have cooked a mean stew, man, because... He comes in out of the field, and I can just see. Now, this ain't in the Bible. This is going to, this is like... J-O-V right here. You know what I'm saying? J-O-V version right here. I can just see Jacob. He's just preparing for this time. Oh, my brother's been out there for a long time. I'm cooking up this stew right here. Going to fill this whole room up. Oh, you smell that stew right there. He's going to crack open that door. And then Jacob just starts fanning that stew. You know, he just fans that stew and feel it. Esau's like, man, where's that stew at? I'm about to faint, brother. I want some stew. And and Jacob, heel grabber, supplanter. This is what he says to his brother, twin brother. He says this. Then Jacob said, Swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and he sold his birthright to Jacob. He sold his birthright to Jacob for a bowl of stew. Come on. One way or another, I'm going to get, I'm going to get that blessing, man. I'm going to get that birthright, man, one way or the other. I'm gonna, if I can't do it by the heel, I'm going to sell him some stew. <laughs> what do you do in order to be someone else? What would you go through? What would you do? Sometimes 
use material or cars or maybe stick your finger down your throat to try to be someone that you're not? What places are you willing to go? What pain are we willing to go through to be someone we're not? Who are we willing to hurt along the way? Like we see Jacob. Maybe we over-spiritualize things. Maybe we lie, manipulate. I don't know. But I will tell you this. He knows you by your name. You are his. He wants you to be who he created you to be. Well, Daddy Isaac kind of highlight here. We go from heel grabber, stew cooker, manipulate for a birthright. I just want to be number one, baby. I just want to be number one. I just want to be no. I just I just want to be number. I just want to be number one. I want to be the. I want to get the blessing. I just want to be number one. To now Isaac. Isaac, I think, if I had to guess at it, I would say Esau was a whole lot like Isaac's side of the family. You ought to just read it. And I think Jacob was a whole lot like his mama's side of the family. Now, Jacob's mother, Rebecca, had a promise that the God spoke to her, that the younger would serve the older. But I don't think Rebecca went at it the right way. You feeling me? She got it all up in there. Instead of letting God do something. So look what takes place. Isaac's hungry. He's about to pass on. And he tells his brother, I mean his son Esau, this is what I want you to do. Verse 3, it says this, Genesis 27, 3. Now, therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver, and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me. See, now, he, uh, I'm sorry, Isaac wanted a bowl of stew. He's on his deathbed. Obviously, he can't see good, or maybe he's totally blind, and he tells his son, hey, you go out there, man, you do what you do. He was an archery hunter, obviously. I want you to go out there. I want you to kill something. I want you to make me some stew right here. Go out there and do that thing right there. Well, Rebecca overhears this, and the Bible says that Rebecca loves, guess who? Have y'all read this before? You you go with me. Okay. Who does Rebecca love? Say Jacob. Rebecca, Jacob's mama's boy. Okay? And it seems like daddy's boy is Isaac. Hey, Esau, I want you to go out there and cook. I want you to go out there and get something for me. And Rebecca hears this because this is, this is where it gets important. Because listen, go out there and get some stew. Go out there and kill some, make some stew for me. And come back and I'm going to bless you. And see, Rebecca wanted her younger boy to receive the blessing. So she says to, to, to Jacob, listen, I want you to go. Listen, go get those kid goats. Go out there and get those goats. Bring them in here to me. You clean them up. Get them ready. I'm going to cook some stew for your daddy just like he likes it. And then you're going to go in there and guess what? You're going to act like Esau. Now, a little J-O-V here, but you read it. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty right on there right there. You go in there and you're going to act like Esau. You're going to hook it up. He's going to eat some of that stew. And then he's going to bless you. And he's not going to know who he's blessing. 
Jacob goes to get those kids' goats, and, and Mama Rebecca cooks up this, man, some scary stuff going on in this one side of the bloodline right here, yo. Mama, Jacob, if you got some stuff going on in your bloodline, I want to let you know you can stop that. You can stop that through the blood of Jesus Christ. You may have some jacked up stuff coming down from great, great, great granddaddy and great, great, and great, and great, and one, and down to you. And you're like, why am I so jacked up in this area? I want to let you know there's a blood, there's a blood that can come across you like we were drinking it today that can break every curse in that bloodline so you don't have to keep passing it on. Man, my son and my daughter is blessed, baby. My wife is blessed. We're not going to settle for curses any longer. Amen? Amen? Are you with me? There's some weird jacked up curses going through this bloodline. Rebecca and, and, and Jacob. And we're going to see somebody else involved in just a few minutes. Goes out there, gets the kid goats, makes up the stew. Look what verse 10 says, Genesis 27, 10. Then you shall take it to your father that he may eat at it and that he will bless you, look at that, bless you before his death. So the hill grabber, he's going to try to first place through the, through the hill grabbing and through the stew, birthright. And now he's going to deceive his poor daddy on his deathbed in order to get the blessing. It gets a little worse. <laughs> Esau's probably a hairy dude. He probably a smelly dude. Hairy and smelly. And Jacob's kind of like a mama's boy. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But just, you know, I think you can feel that a little bit. I don't mean that in a bad way. And so she takes the hair off the goats, puts it on his hands, on the smoothness of his neck. And you know that brother's smelling too, right? You ever smell a goat? Anybody ever smell a goat? They're cute. They sure can stink too, right? Just being honest. And, he, and she put the skins of the kids of the goats on his hands and on the smooth of his neck. He goes in there. I can just see him just walking in there and probably even maybe, I don't know, maybe adjusting his voice like, how's Esau talk? You got, I got to be somebody else here. He walks up in there. Verse, verse, verse 20 says, but Isaac said to his son, how is it that, I love this. <laughs> Isaac ain't no, he ain't dumb, baby. He's a, how is it you found it so quickly, my son? You know, if you hunt, you know, you don't just go out there and And he said, he said, because I love this right here. This brother is such a liar. Look, because, y'all remember the song, fire, da, 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 fire. This should be liar. Da, da. So he said, because the Lord your God, look, he bringing God into it. Because the Lord your God brought it to me. Verse 24, then he said, are you really my son Esau? He said, I am. This poor guy, he about to steal a blessing by using someone else's name, by being someone that he's not. He about to steal 
a blessing. And poor Isaac, he has no clue. Obviously, he can't see good or either he's blind. And you know what Isaac does? Isaac did what he was supposed to do. And he blesses Jacob. He says this, let the people serve you. Verse 29, let the nations bow down to you. Be master over your brethren. And let the mother's son bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you and blessed be those who bless you. I want to let you know there is power in a blessing. There is power. Just know it, 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 it's not just this culture thing. Oh, 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 God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God. That's a good thing. But God wants you to walk in a blessing. You want, let me, let me tell you something, church. You want to be blessed. Deuteronomy 28, man, there's all kinds, the Bible's full of blessings that the Bible talks about. In America, we don't really do it like, I don't think like they did it back in the day. Hey, bring them in, I'm going to pray for them. I want to bless them before I die. Man, it's beautiful. You would rather have a blessing than a miracle. Because a blessing is continue. You just walk in, I'm blessed when I go in. I'm blessed when I come out. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the country. My wife's blessed. My kid's blessed. My dog's blessed. My car's blessed. Everything I touch is blessed. You want, no, no. You want, you need to hit this today. You need to get it right in here that you want to be blessed. This ain't magic. This ain't weirdness. How do you get a blessing? It's voice activated. Seriously, you voice activated. I mean, you're born again, how? You believe in your heart, confess it with your mouth. If you're, oh, we're going to talk about that one day. I'm learning some different things from this brother named Andrew. Oh, my goodness. You need to sometimes line your voice up with the word of God and the blessings that's written in there for you and I. Just read Deuteronomy 28 sometime. I got to keep on going. Here we go. Jacob works for his birthright. Jacob lies and steals Esau's blessing. What will we do to be blessed? How low would you go? Who will you be? in order to get something that doesn't belong to you. Why not be you? He knows your name. You're his. And my father wants to bless you. You don't have to do something under, under the table. Esau hears about this. You know what Esau does? Esau goes postal. Postal. This is what it says. Verse 34, 27. Then Esau heard the words of his father. And he cried out, listen, with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, bless me, me also, oh my father. Guess what? It was too late for that blessing because he had just gave it to Jacob, the wrong dude. He stole his blessing. Isaac says this, but he said, your brother came with deceit and has taken your blessing. And Esau said, is he not rightly named Jacob? Wow. Now, let me, let me say something about this. I'm going to say something real, real important. If your name's Jacob in here, no, no, listen, I'm not talking to you. There may be five, ten Jacobs in here, and this is this is just this is this Jacob. This is this Jacob. Jacob is a great name. Jacob, 
Israel. I mean, that guy, amazing. I mean, out of him came the 12 tribes. But I just want to make that, I don't want no, you know, 14-year-old boy going, Mama, why you name me Jacob? You need to name me Israel. Right? Get that done. Your brother came to see and taken away blessing Esau. Is he not rightly named Jacob, that low, scheming dog? He done come out of the womb, grab me by my heel. Then he going to cook some stew and manipulate. Now, Esau was pretty much a knucklehead. If you're going to sell your birthright for a bowl of stew, we got a problem, Jacob. Come on. We got a problem. And he took away my birthright. And no, no, let me back up. Let me, you don't want to miss this. For he has supplanted me <laughs> these two times. He took away my birthright and look, he's taken away my blessing. And he said, have you not reserved a blessing for me? And the Bible says that Esau hated Jacob. And let me tell you right now, Esau wanted to kill Jacob. Mama hears about this. Guess what mama does? She gets involved again, I think, and probably the dad. Hey, you need to get out of town. Get out of Dodge. I want you to go to your Uncle Labe's house. Can somebody say Laban? You're going to see something in the bloodline right here, yo. Woo! That thing was working in this bloodline. He gets her to Uncle Laban's house. Oh, Uncle Labe, man, you got a fine daughter right there, yo. I want to marry Rachel. Okay. All right, let's cut a deal. Cut a deal. You got a manipulator dealing with a manipulator, yeah. a liar dealing with, how are you going to cut a deal? Oh, I will cut a deal. You work for me seven years, <laughs> and I'm going to give you Rachel. <laughs> yeah. I bet they didn't sign the papers on that one. Yeah. He worked seven years. And now it's the wedding night. And all I can tell you is that must have been a very dark tent. Because that brother woke up the next morning thinking, I worked seven years. I've been, a I've been working seven years for Rachel. The light comes on in that tent. He's like, Rachel. Leah, Leah, see y'all don't need to read no soap opera, you don't need to read, you just need to read the Bible, man, you get on the, another world and young and restless, come on, man, the Bible's full of real stuff, seen no movie like that. You married the wrong woman, baby. <laughs> Verse 25, chapter 29. So it came to pass in the morning. Oh, it came to pass. All right. <laughs> that behold, it was Leah. <laughs> That's crazy, huh, Ray D? Crazy. And he said, to, I just like to have good time in church. But this is real stuff. This is real stuff. I think you better cut on that music. Dun, 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 dun. Jesus in the house now. What? 
<laughs> look at, look at, look at, uh, <laughs> look at Jacob's response. Jacob said, what, what is this that you've done to me? <laughs> what, what is, what was, was it not Rachel that I served you? Why then have you deceived me? <laughs> whatever a man, whatever a man sows. Whatever a man sows. Well, you've been, Jacob, what you've been sowing in the ground, man? You've been sowing some deceptive, lying, manipulating seed. What you think gonna grow? You ain't gonna grow no apple trees. What you think your fruit's gonna be? If you're a lying, deceiving, manipulator, heel grabber, that's what you're gonna, fruit is gonna be. Man, you met your match, Jacob. You didn't know about your Uncle Labe, did you? Blood. That's why we need the blood of Jesus, right? He served seven more years and seven more years and he, he marries Rachel. And now he's, I'm, I'm going to fast forward to this. I get stuck on some fast forward. Now he's been with his uncle for about 20 years. And you are to read the story, man. There's Jacob's sheep and there's all kinds of cool stories involved. And now, you know, you know why Laban was so blessed Laban was blessed because Jacob was with him. No matter when you're blessed, you're blessed. <laughs> come on, come on. When you're blessed, you're blessed. And now Jacob's like, I'm ready to leave this place. I'm taking my wives. <laughs> Didn't plan that one. <laughs> Children. She, oh, that, we're going to go back. We're going to go back. We're going to go back to, we're going back home. Uh-oh. Who's back home? Esau. Can somebody say Esau? Esau? Man, you get born again and all of a sudden you got stuff in the past popping up. I want to let you know that Jesus can help you with all that past, all that hurt, all that baggage. All that pain, I've dealt with a lot of baggage, a lot of hurt in my life. As a Christian, come on, Jesus can help you with every bit of that. He's going back to Esau. He's like, hey, would you go, J-O-V right here, would you go, go give Esau a heads up? I'm coming back. Now Esau kind of gives him a heads up. Uh, Esau's coming with 400 folk. Can you imagine Jacob's now shaking in his boots? And the Bible says this right here. Look at it. So Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people uh, that were there with him, the flocks and the herds and the camel and two companies. Just got to get a strategy because I got a brother, mad brother, want to kill me. And look what takes place. The Bible says that he got alone. Everyone say alone. There's sometimes when you're going through something, depression, anxiety, fear, Baggage, past, compulsions, pain. Ain't nobody can help you but Jesus. I'm, I'm serious. You just got to get alone. Because see, when you're alone, you're not really alone because he's there. And look what takes place. And Jacob was left alone. And a man, somebody say the man. <laughs> not a man, the man. That's a capital M. Capital M. Not a man, the man. Wrestled to him. They just wrestling down. 
Look, Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. Now, when he saw that he, capital H, (laughs) crazy, he did not prevail against him. Man, Jacob, a bad dude, bro. He bad, he's. He touched the socket of his hip and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint and he, he wrestled him. He's out of joint and he's still wrestling this dude. He's bad. But he said, look, 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 he said, H, capital H, he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. He fought for his, no, no, he lied for his first blessing. And now he's fighting for his second blessing. I mean, think about that for a His hip is out of joint. And the man is saying, let me go. I won't let you go. Me and Craig was talking about this this morning. And Craig said, Joe, did you ever notice that the blessing didn't come upon Jacob's life until he confessed his real name? It wasn't until the man said, What's your name? Don't give me that fake stuff. I know who you is, man. You ain't Esau. You may have dissed your daddy and your mama and your brother. And all. I know who you is. And he got him all. What's your name? I want to know your real name. Jacob. Look what he says. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. That's one bad dude right there, bro. Can somebody say tenacity? Man, I want to let you know. Jacob had some tenacity, perseverance, persistent, jacked up hip. He's got me. He got the man around the neck. No, no, no. I ain't going to let you go. What's your name? Jacob, and when he said his real name, guess what? Look what the Bible says. And he said, and he said, your, your name shall no longer be called Jacob. You struggle with God and with men. You've prevailed. And Jacob asked, tell, him, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you asked me about my name? And look what he did. He blessed him. Can somebody say blessed? Bless. All his life. Poor Jacob. I created Jacob. I formed Israel. I created Jacob. I formed Israel. Jacob came out of the womb, but man, Israel was formed. Here, here, you're created. But you know, when we come out of the womb, we have double whammy against us. We're born in the sin and we choose the sin. And then God, through his mercy and through his word, he begins to form you. That Bible right there that you read will form you. That Bible that you read will transform you. In the midst of presence, God will begin to transform you. He created Jacob, but he formed Israel. He was a different man. You know, in college, I'm not super pumped about this. All through college, they call me OJ. And... People still Facebook me today. I'm like, 
I, I signed J-O because I'm a different man. Abram, Abraham, Sarah, Sarah, Simon Barjona, Peter, the rock. I ain't saying change your name. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying be who God called you to be. Be who, stop, stop trying to be someone else. He knows your name. And you're his. Amen. We stand to your feet.